family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey everybody, welcome to Case in Point again, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strong, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you once again on today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel here in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature businesses in Atlanta, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. And I just want to throw a quick uh, shout out to my sponsor, uh, Sosby's Garage, just a real quickie. He's still looking for a good, solid technical mechanic, and he's he's well well paid, and but he expects good honesty. So, give him a call six seven eight eight two five two one two seven. Be John Sosby. Now, each week, as you said, as I said, we plan to feature businesses and people. Now, while all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security. And we will touch on that and all related aspects of security in some way through the course of each show. Now, our guest today, I'm very happy to have with me the uh, George Awuku, and he is running for the Gwinnett County Commission Chair of, of course, Gwinnett County. And you know, there's been a, a lot of people running, a lot of people, a lot of talk. Uh, when Charlotte decided not to run, uh, of course, it opened the field wide. And we've got a lot of good candidates. George is one of them, one of the best ones, I will have to say, looking back at his uh, background and everything. But I wanted to give him an opportunity to come on. George is a 12-year-plus resident of Gwinnett County. He's a small business owner and a family man. He's worked with Gwinnett County officials, uh, or Gwinnett officials, on several projects as an outside Georgia State licensed professional civil engineer. And he is also aware of many of the problems facing our Gwinnett County concerning road, sewer, water, outdoor recreation, improvement, development, uh, business development, that type of thing. So, George, welcome here, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Rick. Let's start out with my typical question. Who is George Awuku? Where did you come from? Where were you born? How did you get here? What got you into this? Thank you for this question. My uh, background is um, I was born in Ghana, West Africa. I lived and schooled there for most of my youth and then got to move to the United Kingdom, which is Great Britain. I lived there for a period of 10 years, had um, my first two kids there, and whilst they did my master's in uh, foundation engineering and um, worked in various capacities with both private and and uh, public se- um, companies. And then in 1998, I had the opportunity of moving to the US 
um, uh, I've been in the Gwinnett County area for probably 12 years now and uh, had our last child um, here in the US. I have my own business, which is an engineering consultant, and also um, do on the side um, landscape installation when the opportunity rises. And um, I guess that's about it. I live in Duluth now uh, with my second wife, uh, who is um, from the Dominican Republic, uh, so I have to speak and learn the Spanish language. That's, that would be interesting. Yes, yeah. I lived in New Mexico, grew up in New Mexico, but unfortunately I didn't spend a lot of time learning the language, uh, the uh, Spanish language. I just knew when people were saying bad things about me and when to fight as a kid growing up. That's about all I learned of the Spanish, but I do know those words. Okay. But, um, you know, it, there's a lot going on here. You mean, you've got a business. Uh, you've got all the trials and tribulations that come with a business owner. Why in the world would you want to run for the Gwinnett County Chair for the Commission? Uh, that's also a good question, uh, um, Rick. First and foremost, there's nowhere else in this whole wild world where an individual with my background could be as successful as I am right now. It's only in America that you can make your dreams come true. Amen. So um, I want to say thank you and the opportunity given me, I'd like to be in a position where I can serve. And that's what mainly when you're an engineer you do is you tend to serve your clients. And over the years, in fact, when I came from the UK, in the UK when you do a design, it could take you two, three, four years to get seed on the ground. In Ghana, it's you don't need a design, you just build. But in the UK, there are rules, regulations, just like your rules, but it takes forever to get any project done. So when I came into this country and I could see a design on a job where it's been designed and within three months, they already, they already start breaking ground and things going, I was astonished. I didn't believe it. Well, fast forward now, it's taking very long to get the same, it's, it's, it's creeping towards the same situation as we had in the UK, which is very much like working in New York or what I hear in California. It takes forever to get your permit approved and it takes forever to get break ground. Plus the cost of things are skyrocketing. Yep. So when I meet developers and they ask, and I say, well, why aren't you, why aren't you, you know, what's, what's the deal with, you know, say, well, things are getting more tough, you know, it's much easier for us to go build somewhere else than come and keep up um, with what's going on in Gwinnett. So it got me thinking, and what it's very worrying, it's, if you notice the cost of homes, it's, it's going higher and higher. So those in the middle um, age, when and is, how are they going to be able to afford these homes in Gwinnett? How are we going to be able to provide homes for our first responders, our teachers, you know, those who rely on, um, on our super rich? A time is going to come where if we are not very careful, maybe not just Gwinnett, but the whole south in this Atlanta area, houses are going to be the same cost as in New York and California. And then we're going to sit back and say, what happened? And, and those, those are some of the motivations. I, I think that we can approach we can approach this whole, those whole um, construction and development with common sense approach. We don't have to wholesome take all the rules and regulation. Most of it, by the way, which I believe is coming from these blue states, and uh, we just 
taking the wholesome and trying to apply it here and, and it's just making cost of construction and cost of even so, so much expensive. So that's the motivation and uh, the opportunity to be able to use my skill, which is basically problem solving. As an engineer, we solve problems. I can bring that to bear in the commission if elected. Well, I know that um, the one thing that we don't need is a lot of the, a lot of the residents and stuff up in the blue states that are tired of it. They don't like it. They don't like the taxation. They don't like the high prices. I welcome them to come down here, but don't bring your high prices, your high your ideals down here to where it ends up we end up just creating a blue state down here that is high in taxes, high in costs, high I mean we don't need that. We need to keep common sense approach. Thank you. Uh, to to development here. And I know that everybody that goes into this office or runs for office has priorities. What would you say your top three priorities are coming in? I won't just ask you your top priorities, but say maybe your top three priorities for coming in here, looking at this as basically from the outside in and then being in as a part of it. What would you say your three top priorities are? I would say uh, priority number one would be to keep Gwinnett great, meaning what is it that attracted me and what is it that is attracting a whole bunch of folks to move into Gwinnett? We have some of the best schools. We have low crime and we have low taxes and have, we have good infrastructure. These are things that we in Gwinnett can sell to developers. If we can maintain and keep these um, issues, that's the good schools, low crime and low taxes, we can keep it going, we can bring in the best and the most talented companies to here in Gwinnett so that we can all benefit. So I'd like to say the number one thing is keeping Gwinnett great. Number two is, and what I mean by Gwinnett great is making sure our schools stay at the top and low crime and whatever it takes to make sure that our taxes stay low. And two will be to solve this issue about transportation. Anytime I would go for a zoning, or there's a zoning issue or there's some, someone trying to get development going in the county, it's always, you always hear the folks who come to oppose would have an issue with transportation, saying there's too much traffic on our roads. What we need really is um, to invest in our infrastructure, meaning we need to take advantage of new technology Basically, we are going to be inheriting a 5G technology, which would allow for very quick um, interaction between signals, and the future cars that are coming would also be able to be communicating with each other as well as the signals. So I believe that down the line, we're going to have a very good um, way of controlling traffic and making sure it runs smoothly. Uh, folks have talked about m the bus rapid bus transit system. I'd like to revisit that. I know there was a review that was done recently and probably they might put it before the, the uh, citizens of Gwinnett again, vote again. But we need to look carefully at what this bus system is currently doing. We have buses that run and I believe I heard someone say we have a budget of, um, uh, we have what I've seen is, okay, uh, without being too straight uh, down to, the buses are running almost empty. That's and it's correct. costing us money. 
I think we need to look at a different way of running these bar systems. I believe where um, we can have these buses run between the cities, not running from north as the Gwinnett County down to the uh, city of Atlanta, is that we need something that would go between the cities, like from Sneville to Decula, from Decula to um, see, yeah, uh, inner county, yeah, inner county, and, and make it easier for us to, you know, travel. Also, like to see a situation where we have wider sidewalks, which would allow for um, folks to be able to cycle or bicycle, you know, cyclists to move back and forth, and then also use it for pedestrian. But the most important thing is I'd like to see a situation where Gwinnett County becomes the destino one des one destination, the destination for anyone wanting to invest in the southeast would look at Gwinnett County as their ideal home because they provide low crime, good schools for their employees and also lower taxes. And I call this Gwinnett first approach, meaning that if your business sets up in Gwinnett and you stay long enough with us, you can see a decline in the taxes you, the company, pays. So you, 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 you walk with us, you swim with us, you live with us, you hire the folks in the community. We would also appreciate that by working with you down the line to see a situation where we don't want you to come in within 10 years, you're gone. No, you stay with us 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the line, you should be seeing your taxes going down. And to be able to achieve that, we would need what Partnership of Gwinnett is doing now, which is identifying companies of the future, biotech companies, pharmaceutical companies, companies that do um, um, IT, and invite them to say, look, we have all these excellent things. We will work with you. Come set up shop here. We would actually approach the higher education school institutes that we have here and partner and hope to have them um, provide, does the companies provide like tenorship or provide a sort of system where they can bring in uh, the kids who are studying to come and work in the industries during the summer break and then by the time they finish or graduate, they have ready jobs for them. So we want to keep our youth. We don't want to train them and then let them start looking for jobs outside the country. We want to make sure that they also stay. This is a model that is done in Germany, by the way, where it's called apprenticeship. So you have folks, not everyone is a book, book person. Some, some folks just are not cut for going to uh, higher education. Four or five years to ten year colleges. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the thing. So those are the three priorities I have. Well, fantastic. I know that with our Gwinnett system, and I'm very familiar with uh, the, uh, the system as far as the bringing in, with, um, bringing in work, bringing in businesses, where they can bring them in, and one of the big priorities is to have uh, our schools train these people that can fit in these jobs. Because knowing they have a, an employment base, an employee base, is what brings a lot of these international companies here. And that's something that I know that they're in the process of trying to stay. Gwinnett Tech is really on top of it, of making sure people are well developed and focused on what they want to do, what they're good at. You know, the old thing is find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, you know, why push them into a four-year college or 10 years worth of degrees when they really want to do something with their hands, through technical or whatever. And there's so many jobs, especially in tech. But um, moving on, um, we've already talked a little bit about the infrastructural needs 
in future development. One of the really, 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 really big issues I know to me, uh, to Gwinnett Place CID, to Gwinnett County as a whole rule, is the development or redevelopment of the Gwinnett Place Mall area. I know that's been talked about in a couple of the things that you had with the chamber and with the CID in those discussions, because that's a really big issue. Gwinnett Place is really in the heart of the county. I mean, what goes on here, if it thrives and develops, affects the whole county. I uh, you know you got the Mall of Georgia up there, but that's still, that's more like you're at the arteries running down your arms or legs. The heartbeat is right here in the Gwinnett Place area for our county. What are your plans to look at trying to assist in getting that going, or just what are your views on it for Gwinnett Place? Well, um, as much as I would prefer the private sector to run its own business and have very little government interference, like you just said, this is the heart of Gwinnett County. So sometimes we need government to step in, but not step in in a way where it would determine losers and winners, but to rather encourage and prod these investors to proceed or to go in the direction that would benefit everyone. To that effect um i don't know if you've noticed but we used to have on pleasant hill road an old kruger building yep. targets and if you were to go out there today i don't know by some fluke of magic all these are now thriving you know businesses where they i don't know mainly catering for the korean community right but, but that's what has happened so what i'd like to do is basically engage with the cid engage with the local communities and developers that live in and work around that area, and then approach the property owners, put them all together, and, 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 and find out if what the CID is proposing, which I've seen those models, it's a mixed use, if we can together pro pro provide and encourage the owners to move in that direction. I would not want to be in a chair where we would use taxpayers' money to buy this piece of property from the owner just to develop it. Total agreement. But I would prefer that um, we will be able to nudge and and encourage and bring in investors. Now, what I've said to Joellen is that day one when I get in my office, if elected, what I'll do is I will set up an office also in the mall. I'll try and find a place there and invite all developers that would want to invest investors using the county's financial leverage as well as all the infrastructure and say, hey, we have good schools. What else do you need? We have low crime. We have all the sewer and all the road networks that you need. We will take care of providing some of the needed development infrastructure, which would be like stormwater, the mm -hmm. C1, we would upgrade them. So your cost for redeveloping this area is actually being offset by us, the county, providing these infrastructures, which we need, by the way. We need anyway. So by so doing, that will reduce significantly the cost of any investor and developer putting up a mixed-use development. Plus, plus, like I keep saying, we would give them a situation where we would say you 
there's some rules which will tell the heights of the building. We, we, we can look at the codes and see where we can make the clothes work flexible enough to allow for this investor to develop the place. Because remember what I said, the cost of living and the cost of construction, the cost of everything is going up. And so if we can reduce this cost to the investor by, or, by taking advantage of the infrastructure which needs that we already have to put in place, the investor would win, we would win, and the local community would win as well. It's a win-win situation for all. Plus, since he's going to be in the community for a long time, he can see his tax liability going down. So um, that is something that I'd like to, but uh, my door will be open in the first, first day one to investors, actually go hunting for investors to come and develop that place. Well, I know that uh, I'm totally on board. I'm, I don't, I'm not in for the county buy-in. I am in for the county supporting, and uh, there are so many tax incentives that have been uh, developed here with Gwinnett County that, you know, in areas that can be applied to encourage that growth for the infrastructure and for the, the live, work, play model, multiple uh, use, multi-use mm -hmm. capacity there. I'd love to see a multi-use facilities in and around that with restaurants and living and the the typical thing that a lot of the millennials are looking for mm -hmm. is some place like that mm -hmm. and i would love to see that thing come up now we talked a little bit about the transportation needs and i won't go back into that because i know that uh, i'm in agreement we've got to do something and just doing the same old same old is not an acceptable approach but um you know the economy Gwinnett, we basically, people are calling it equal to the Depression. I don't agree uh, at all. Uh, is it a little, is it somewhat recessionary? Of course, of course, it's a little recessionary because you have all these people out of work. But a lot of these people, I saw something in the, somewhere that said 42% of the jobs that go down aren't coming back for these people to come back. And I, I don't know where they get that 42% because that's absurd. But yes, there are businesses that are going to be, you know, closed because of this. But there's a lot of them have managed to survive through here. And there's others going to be built. There's others going to be opened. We're coming out of this. And I think we'll be out of it a lot sooner than a lot of people do. I have a lot more positivity in this thing than a lot of people think. But what are you going to help to put into place? Or what are your thoughts of how to make Gwinnett recession proof? Which you can never make it proof, but at least to ward that off. Well, going back to what I said earlier, if we can make Gwinnett the number one destination for investors coming to the southeast, that in itself would attract and open up a new horizon of uh, job opportunities and you know uh, development in, in, in the southeast. But I also like to see a situation in which um, using the purchasing power of the county we will say Gwinnett-based companies will be given the priority. This is done in uh, DeKalb County and I think the city of Atlanta, where they give points when it comes to procurement to local-based industries. So I'd like to help our Gwinnett-based industries or companies in, in that sense as well, in that if you we have, for instance, a need for supplying, I don't know, dump trucks or, 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 or whatever. asphalt, whatever it is. We would look at Gwinnett-based companies first by giving them the opportunity 
so that we can help them grow in this tough economic times, which, like you said, I don't think we'll be in for a long time. So that's one of the things. And then also we would like to hold back on any any of these. Um, uh, I've had few folks writing about increasing tax, property taxes, and whatnot. I don't think this is the right time to be hiking taxes. And so we can hold no, absolutely. back. Yeah, we can hold back on those. And um, <coughs> and um, and then also, like I said, if we can have uh, Gwinnett Tech um, and higher learning institutions uh, plug into these companies that would come or are already here, then again, we know for sure that we have ready employment for folks who live in Gwinnett County. But most importantly, I'd like to encourage and work with the economic development section to find ways to encourage and grow our homegrown small, medium-sized businesses. And if it comes with giving them tax breaks, that's what we'll have to do. Well, uh, and I've seen a, a lot of um, a lot of separation as far as uh, almost isolation. We've got a tremendous Korean and Asian uh, workforce population, business owner, especially around the mall, which I think is great. Now, the other side of the coin is they have a tendency to promote their businesses too strictly within the Korean community and everything. And I know that uh, Partnership Gwinnett and the CID and uh, several of the places have really worked hard to open that up and help to make people understand, or help people to understand that the more open you are, the more bilingual you are in your signage and everything else, that you can bring more business. You'll get the support from this community if they, you know, if you ask for it and if you work for it. What can you do from your position to encourage that opening up and that working relationship within the county, within the community, to where everybody is easy, feels easier working with everybody, and it just kind of smoke flows smoothly. I'm sorry, that was a that that was one you weren't expecting. No, 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 that's <laughs> fine. Um, the Koreans gave me a break when I when I when I started my own firm. And I have to be very thankful to them. I wouldn't be this successful had it not been for the Korean community. I became their number one choice when it comes to design, engineering, site development. In this, that was in 2003. I got a chance to start working with them. There's several malls, strip malls, and businesses that I've designed, churches for Koreans. But I would say at one time, 90% of my job was for the Koreans. Once they accept you, they open up, and they are extremely hardworking folks, actually. Absolutely. They work very hard. And what I can say for sure is, it, and it still hits, why is SK, that battery plant, why is it in Jackson County when this is considered the Korean capital of, I will say, the southeast? Why didn't they bring the SK plant to Gwinnett County? Right. Well, I'd say probably because they weren't uh, friendly enough as far as the working relationship. I mean, that's a guess. I have no idea. Neither, neither <laughs> do I. But I, I would say if 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 I if 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 I were to have been in, unless we as Venetians weren't interested in that kind of a business, but if we I we didn't ask for it. Yes, but given the co- fact that we have all these Koreans here, you know, 
I would say before even a business leaves Korea, we should have known that look, they are looking for a place to set up shop. And working with the Koreans here, we we, sh- we should have had that escape plant here. I mean, it's, it's one of those, fact, the battery plants for cars. It's one yeah. of those futuristic companies. But anyway, it's already, you know, it's already gone. But, but there are others that will come. W- that's right. So, so what I'm trying to get at is um, using my connections with the Koreans and trust me, they, they really want to. I mean, I've spoken to several of them and they really are interested in, 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 in competing and having folks compete for their jobs and, 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 and open up. And, and, and so I would try and work and I will work with them to try and make sure that we bring in these industries even before it gets, word gets out to the US that they are looking for a place or destination to set up shop. We will already be way ahead of the game and make sure that they do really do come to uh, think of Gwinnett as a home where they can. Go. After all, most of their their community lives here. They, exactly. They, yeah, they, they have all their the, the schools, they the live, churches, and play here. Yeah, yeah. So, so why take it to West Point or take it down to uh, was it Macon where they are the Kumon? Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Yeah, in, in, unless we, we're saying those are not the industries we want in our backyard. I don't know. Well, you know, it's important. We've got the most diverse county mm-hmm. anywhere, and which is one of the best things that we've got going for us is we are so diverse. Mm-hmm. But here's the big question. You know, talk is cheap. Everybody talks. Everybody has a good spiel. But when it comes right down to it, what distinguishes you from your opponents? What is it about you that would make you well, different? Well, um, I would say... If we want to keep Gwinnett great, if we want to enjoy all these good schools and um, good facilities that we have, low crime, I would recommend that we vote a Republican and vote Republicans to hold the leadership in the county. That said, what distinguishes me from the other two candidates running on the Republican ticket is as an engineer, one, we always solve problems. We make the impossible possible. And when we're solving the problems, we have two key components to worry about. The design is a mere formality, it's not an issue. But we always have to take care of the public's health and safety. And then we have to save the client money. So that's a balancing act. Um, I was, um, well, before I digress. So, and then also my background, basically I've seen how things are developed both in, a situation where you have the rules but no one follows it mm-hmm. and they have the rules but they follow it too rigidly to the extent that it makes it very almost impossible to develop and so that background where you have the wild wild west versus where you have extremely like I would say socialist controlled everything I can be able to bring that to bear when I'm thinking in the, in the process and the thought process of uh, decision making so that, I think, would distinguish me from the other two candidates running on the Republican ticket. You know, being an engineer who solves problems day in, day out in balancing the needs of the safety, health and safety of the public with saving the client cost. It's always there in the back of, back of my mind. And then the background experience I've had working on three different continents and mixing up with all the development rules regulations. So that sets me apart. Well, you know, I like the fact of the engineering because, you know, you do solve problems. You look at it, you analyze, you resolve. 
Uh, one thing I always learned from my dad, and I tell my wife, and even my father-in-law had the same thing, bless him, before he died. Nothing is impossible. Nothing can't be done. If you give me something and say, if I look at something and I, I know that there's got to be a way to do it, but I need something to happen, I get busy in my head and I figure out how to make it happen, how to, how to, how to design it, how to work with my hands, how to do something mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need in this county is somebody that could step back, look at it, know nothing's impossible. Mm-hmm. Gwinnett Place Mall is a prime example. We've been working on it for years. And some people have said there's just nothing we can do. Well, I don't agree. And I know the CID doesn't agree. And I know the county itself doesn't agree. There are things that can be done. Are we willing to do them? That's true. And that's what you've got to bring to the table if you're going to run for this is you're in charge of a very large, very unique county. Are you willing to do the things that you're not, you've got to do? Are you willing to open up your mind and think all possibilities are there? And it sounds like you're pretty well on that track. Is you know, Nothing is impossible. So, I mean, and I agree, nothing is impossible. Look at a man from Ghana who's sitting here in Gwinnett County running for the office of the chair of the commission. Uh, that, that proves nothing is impossible. Amen. Well, don't know whether you'll get it or not, but best of luck. Thank you. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you very much for coming in here and sitting down and talking with us. Thank you, Rick. Well, I appreciate everybody very much. I want to thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning. Or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com. Clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then, of course, click on Case in Point. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk with business leaders about their businesses and related security issues. In fact, I believe that Rich McCormick is coming on next week to talk to us about uh, what he's doing and, and his, his race. Thanks again to my guest, George Awuku. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And, of course, to our producers, J.J. sitting back in there. Mike sitting next to him over his shoulder, and Miss Amanda sitting back there running the show. So I did remember that at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. <laughs>